0: and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook.
1: Well, hello and welcome everybody to this uh, new episode of the Geodorable podcast, a podcast all about GIS, location intelligence, location analytics, uh, and all things generally uh, kind of techy, I guess. Um, now, normally I'd have my uh, my co-host Mark with me on this podcast, but um, after a week in San Diego at the Esri UC, Mark's decided to take a, uh, a well-earned holiday, and so um, it's just me which is actually a little bit of a scary thought to be perfectly honest Um, but I'm going to soldier on um, and uh, fortunately um, we have a fantastic uh, podcast Um, this time we've been joined by um, Kurt Towler uh, he is the host of a, 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 another GIS podcast called Speaking of GIS. Um, it's well worth checking out. Now, Kurt, Mark and myself, um, we met up at the, uh, the Esri UC um, and sat down and had a good chat about what we, uh, what we learned, what we enjoyed, um, things we weren't quite so happy about. Um, and uh, did so all in the, uh, the auspicious, I guess, surroundings of the map gallery. Um, now this year there are over 17,000 maps or 1700 maps, I should say. Um, and so it was, uh, it was a great atmosphere to be able to sit there and look at, look at all the work that had been done by uh, many of the delegates who attended the conference. Uh, as ever, the usual disclaimers, um, the, uh, the opinions and thoughts and uh, comments uh, made in this podcast are our own and, not, uh, and don't reflect those of the, uh, the companies we work for. Um, so with that, um, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy this podcast.
0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to a live session of the podcast. Yeah, really. From the Esri Map Gallery at the Esri UC 2018. And this is a joint podcast with the kind folks at Geodorable <laughs> and one lonely soul from speaking of GIS. <laughs> so welcome Chris Morris and Hi. Mark Thompson. Hello, kid. Okay. So how is the conference going for you guys?
1: Uh, well, it's warm.
0: Yeah. that's really good Um, it is humid. It's
1: good yeah it's humid a bit of a shock to the system to be honest it's winter in New Zealand but um I think that's been going really good actually uh enjoyed the plenary um there's an awful lot going on and you forget how much is going on I think every time you come here you, you you somehow think you'll have you'll you'll have got it down you understand what you're doing but it's still just busy but
2: um yeah good so far
0: and Mark, we were just uh, going through the swag that you've gotten from the Expo Hall. Yeah, I'm a bit um, of a
2: um, we call it a magpie in New Zealand. Shiny objects go in and pick them up. So, what's
0: your favorite item so far that you've gotten?
2: Um, well, my favorite is probably my uh, year of Zaid shirt. Oh um, yeah, from Abu Dhabi. From Abu Dhabi. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to wear it. It's a little bit small, um, but that is the most special thing I've gotten <laughs> from a conference. Um, but saying that the uh, the baseball, I can't remember who it's from, which is really bad.
1: Oh, the baseballs! The, yeah, they're the actual real yeah.
0: baseballs—they're quite good. So, what nice. about Got a few? You know, I um, I was so busy obsessed over data that I forgot about swag. <laughs> so.
1: They'll be trying to get rid of it tomorrow because they want to take it back with them. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, Tomorrow's a good day.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the year of Zayed is, uh, ends <laughs> ends next month. So they got a clearance sale going on those. Um, I mean, impossible. I mean, you have a lot of swag from them. That's really quite astounding.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's too late. By the time people hear this, they won't know to go to the Abu Dhabi stand. Yeah. But um, you will wish you did go
0: if you'd come to the conference because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of swag. So I saw Jack Dangerman at the Map Gallery reception. And he was totally surrounded by these guys from Abu Dhabi in these dark suits, tall guys in dark suits. It was, yeah. it was really quite interesting because they're very, you know, dressed dark and he's all bright. And, and it was really quite a sight to see. Did they look like security? I was going to say. They looked, um, you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I was going to say. Between put... the security guys and the GIS folks. Yeah. So. You just keep a wide berth. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. So, yeah. so, so let's talk about the plenary what uh, What was your takeaway from that? I mean, they announced a lot of interesting things. They talked about a lot of interesting things uh, yeah what what stood out to you guys
1: uh I mean and th- there's always a, a huge focus on the kind of the environmental side of of, of uh, esri and I think um you yeah, know things like I think uh carbon emissions offset by sixty thousand trees I thought was you know really good. Jack is always passionate about about the environmental side and you know that really came through mm-hmm. um i guess there was lots of talk about technology but it, it i don't know it, it gets lost i find in the story um well, i think that's the point though
2: the um what what i noticed wasn't in the plenary was a lot of tech yeah there wasn't you know last time last time i came we had Will i am out with a little watch and you know lots of <laughs> lots of funky stuff going on and, and They've already done all the funky stuff. They've released the blogs Have you know, as a real consistent cycle now of new functionality rolling out and, and what have you. And they're just giving you glimpses, but then they're giving you the story, mm. which, which is almost a better sell. Yeah. And um, that this is the story. This is why it's useful. It's not just
0: here's a cool little thing that you can wear on your watch. I thought one, the of watch. The, uh, one of the really useful demos was the uh, sites that they've added in to the sites builder. Uh, you oh, know, for, for real web developers, I don't think they'd be all that interested. But, uh, if you're in an organization and you wanted to just create a site for your department, yep. or I was actually thinking like for a project. So if yep. you have a series of projects, why not give each project its own site with its own spatial data maps and yeah. scenes and all kinds of things. I thought that was a pretty intriguing idea. Yeah. As we always make it easy
2: for the organization to adopt it without a heavy investment in customize customization and development.
0: They, that seemed to be the theme to me on this one, that they were really pushing that you could do everything without customization. I, I, they pulled back on some of the stuff that would require the, a lot of customization, it seemed yeah.
1: to me. I mean, I think over the last few years, you know, the story has been around it's configuration, not customization, configuration, not customization. And I think yeah, you know, you, you're seeing even more of that today. I think there was very little, um, well, we saw none, nothing in the plenary that involved any code whatsoever. You know, it was all very much, uh, yeah, the solution is there. just just need to go and use it.
0: You know, I don't think that occurred to me before now, but I went to a session today of uh, integrating with Arc, uh, with Workforce oh, yeah. for ArcGIS, and the, he did the entire presentation, 45 minutes in Jupyter Notebooks. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize, and I'm like, why am I seeing this? And I just realized now that's the first bit of code I've seen all yeah, week. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Far
2: less. I totally agree. That is interesting, isn't yep. it? Mm, I no. went to a machine learning one. Oh yeah, there's a lot of code. <laughs> well, <they're laughs> well, scroll- I'll bet there is. were scrolling through their code, going, "I'll oh, just ignore all this." <laughs> and like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's quite a bit. So, what else? What else did we pick up?
1: Uh, well, I found the uh, they they always do a great end speaker. Yeah, um, and, uh, What was his name? Uh, Juan Enriquez. Yes, that's right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I forgot his name there. I, again I love those presentations you know they're mm-hmm. they kind of um tangentially or ten, you know, they're closely related to kind of <laughs> GIS but you know they uh you know they managed to build that story it was it was a really good presentation I really enjoyed it
2: Yeah it's good getting out of the, out of your mindset all the time of geospatial. right because people thinking about thinking about the stuff but always when with GIS
0: point of view and here's a guy going, Well,
2: what about this stuff? And you're like, ah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah really I thought cool. that
0: was a really fascinating link he made. You know, the subject of his presentation was about, you know, evolving mankind through genetic editing, really. Yep. Uh now he was from a venture capital firm, but also a genetic yes. scientist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah so he made that interesting analysis though, but with um you have uh, letters of the alphabet, that's human code. Yep. That's how we learn to communicate, that's how we learn to count. Uh, I kind of wish he had used ASCII characters instead of just the alphabet because you need zeros and ones and slashes and all that kind of stuff. But then he went into the computer code, zeros and ones, communicating through zeros and ones all this information. And now the world is much more richer and more defined in the digital space because of that. But then he really brought it home by highlighting with the genetic code and the genetic markers and how building up of all those little characters instead of zeros and ones It's uh, G, A, C, and T, right? Yeah. 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 And so, kind of building up the genetic environment, uh, trying to understand who we are, even modify a little bit who we are. And I think uh, um, in the long run.
1: He had a slide where it was around the cost of uh, genome sequencing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, however long ago, 10 years ago, it was, you know, 100,000 or. Must have been more than that, actually a million dollars. A million dollars, yeah, yeah, to do the human genome, and now you're looking
2: at hundreds of dollars. Well, yes, so do so it's kind the of one thing. sequence from one person was a million dollars. Yeah, and now it's what's it thousand dollars? Something like that, really. Yeah, and but and this is the problem we get with technology. I think is that we get scared off by the cost. Um, but it's going to get cheaper and faster. Absolutely, and, and, and so so it's better to start at least investing something now than uh, then holding off. Because, you know, if if you haven't learned early, then you're not going to, when it becomes cheap and accessible, you're not
0: going to be able to use it. And it seemed to me that he was really po- driving that point home that all everything we've seen in technology getting cheaper also applies to biomedical field in brain mapping. How are we going to make mm-hmm. good maps of the brain? Well, everything gets cheaper. That's how you do it. Computation goes up, cost goes down. Yep. Uh, I thought that was pretty compelling. Yep. Compelling argument that maybe it isn't. He said hundreds of years before we really understand the mind. Yeah. He might be right, but in terms of understanding how our human bodies work, uh, we're sort of in that stage. We understand the mechanicals of it, but we don't have good maps of the brain, really good maps of the brain in the detail we need, and then we don't really understand what consciousness is, you know, from a scientific point of view.
2: No. No. No, this is a whole. It's whole philosophy, well, philosophy. Yeah, philosophical
0: aspect there of
2: separating man from animals. Yeah, because man has imagination. Right. Right. That's why we invent. We do things. That's right. Animals don't have imagination.
0: It's, that we know of. We know of. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I mean oh, it good. it got yeah like you say it got me out of uh my mindset a little bit and said oh big picture what's the big picture like yeah. 100 100 years from now where will all of this be so and then uh-huh. he then uh-huh. he showed a color printer for body parts that was interesting <laughs> <laughs> about the size of a Xerox, i think yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: but but it was really interesting you know the, the, you know the, the the fact that every you know piece of or every cell in your body has the genetic capability to be any other cell in your body you know and that, yeah, that concept of the thing that got me was like, you know, if you if uh, if you lose a tooth, you know, in the future you should just be able to grow a new tooth. You've done it once before, right? You know, right. so why can't you do it again? Yeah, um, really interesting, and, and and that's what I like about the plenary is it's it leaves you with that. I'm excited and I want to know more, and then I think that sets you up for the rest of the conference.
0: So where did that lead to? Where did we, well, right afterwards we. We met up right here in the map gallery, yep. yeah, which was packed. I had yeah. I had I had high hopes of being able to do some recording, but I think there was more people in the map gallery this year than ever, and it was loud. There, there is a strange irony of of
1: kind of you're in the plenary and you're looking at the most amazing tech, and your brain is being bombarded with the most amazing concepts, and then you come here and it's paper maps. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It is
0: sort of a cognitive change there. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Yeah, Yeah. because they talked a little bit about machine learning and AI, and they're sort of calling these libraries that help you do that. Yep. Right? Yep. And then what else happened? I mean, they show all that stuff. Yeah. And then you're looking at. Come here and they printed it. Hurricane. There's a map over there with uh, hurricane tracks on it. Yeah. So. um, The
2: um, New Zealand Esri conference this year is not accepting paper maps.
0: No, it's really. It's story, only, maps um, only. story maps. Only story maps. Yeah.
2: yeah, which I actually think is going to lose the interaction, because you can actually just look at a piece of paper and gather information. Whereas a story mapper, you've got to be engaged. You've got to click through the pages. And if you get halfway, if you get halfway through it, say, "Huh, like, oh, I'm just going to walk away now." Whereas at least with a with a picture, it's painted the whole picture for you, and you can take what you want. The printed bit. So we form. could take
0: story maps and we could print them out. <laughs> eight and a half by eleven sheet no, that's just like reading powerpoints yeah, that's like reading powerpoints isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah here here on this screenshot is a video that if you could hit play, you would see this great content, yeah
1: <laughs> but every, so. I think there is some irony in 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 the fact that everything here is now paper, you know um we often talk about kind of getting off the map, getting
0: away from the map, yeah know? yeah um but you 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 are brought back down to the ground here, I think, so they have some digital displays um of course, Abu Dhabi has no, some great it. digital displays and yeah. coffee and dates. Coffee and dates. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they had some. Well, they have an interactive map gallery. It seems like they're playing with the idea a little bit more, but I think the screens ought to be bigger for those. I think yeah. they ought to be. You know, to your point, you can't um, you can't interact with that with a paper, but at the same time, on an interactive story map or something like that, you need giant screens. Yeah. Totally. So I think they need yeah. like football size screens. You yeah, know, and you only want one, one
2: or two pages on a story map, right? If you had ten pages to your story map, that's far more complicated than than just one piece of paper nicely designed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we found there's some interesting maps here. Yeah, as usual. We um, there's one on Trump, as you'd expect. Oh, the wall! I quite like that one. It's
0: quite yeah. funny. Oh, just the just border wall. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one.
1: Oh, it's, it's what you
0: could do with the wall. If you weren't putting the wall where the... Kind like of. You're putting the wall. Yeah. Given that I live right on the U.S.-Mexican border, I should look at that. You should. You should. Yeah, yeah, and I think That's a good idea. The other
1: favorite of mine was the uh, alien, abdu- alien abductions. there's one just up there, yeah. Oh, one. There's one
0: on alien abductions? Yeah. It is. And, and reports? Oh, no, sorry.
1: Number of sightings. Sorry. Number of sightings. Yeah, sightings of UFOs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's good to know that um, there's only a... That the peak alien abduction is 351 in a year. Sightings. Uh, sightings, sightings, sorry. Yeah. It's 351 in a year. So, what we need is some sort of global sighting clock that counts, and as soon as we get to like three fifty, you know you're safe,
0: oh, because that's the limit, yeah,
2: that's the limit I guess it's if you no do more it, than that if you yeah, you could come to that conclusion yeah, I mean, this was just that's in good. Texas, um but also interesting, alien sightings don't happen after nine p m
0: okay, what do I do with that? I, well well you, you go, That yeah. is interesting I don't know what judgment to make on that one it's kind of that, funny that was, that was, They had these graphs up And you're, you
2: know, you're reading through the graphs And you're going So this is what I'm taking from that graph And the, the lady was there And I was like Am I meant to take this from the graph? And she's, she looked at it and goes
0: Well, it's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you're safe after nine yeah. So it's kind of like uh, New Year's Day Like a Sunday morning Mm-hmm Nothing is going on. Everyone's asleep. That's the takeaway, right? Yeah. Because yeah, after 9 p.m., most people are in bed and not worried about it. Yeah. That's good. We all need to sleep more. I think that's the, <laughs> the, no, that's the draw here. Uh, so that's definitely, the, the world needs more sleep.
1: Yeah, definitely. So especially, especially those people. <laughs> well, I was going to say, especially at this conference. You, you end up catching up uh, with people you haven't seen you know, in 12 months sometimes. Yeah. Um, and having
0: worked
2: with um, with different companies around the world. And then also, um, when based in New Zealand doing a um, product manager for these companies. So I used to talk to guys in Germany and Switzerland at you know my 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, there at 10 a.m to try and fit in, and then you turn up here, and, and it's a great chance to catch up and, and not just talk about work. But you were out quite late last night, I believe, Mark? Uh, that was um, an important networking When I say event.
1: like last night, I mean late this morning, you were
2: <laughs> quite well, late.
0: Was there uh, singing in front of a crowd involved with this? A little, no, a little no, karaoke? there wasn't. Okay.
2: No, but that was only uh, 10 o'clock New Zealand time oh, when, <laughs> when I got to bed. That
0: makes sense. Mm. Yeah. 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 Ten, yeah, 10 p.m.
2: That's so what right. have
0: you been doing today, Kurt? So I've followed all sorts of utility tracks. There's a lot of fundamental change coming with the uh, with the utility network mm-hmm. that Esri's released. It's um, it's buried deep within the geodatabase model yep. of how you manage uh, networks for water and gas and, and electric and ga- uh, transmission and telecom. Um, and so there's a lot more. They just released it in January, big release. And then so there's a lot of tracks about. Met with some people about it, uh, you know, who have worked with it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of change in the industry. And because we've been working on the same software platform, and this is the, the takeaway, uh, pro with services and the mobile apps, that all looks great. Yeah, But if your utility, your entire infrastructure, most likely today, is still based around technology that was largely invented in 1998, yeah, Uh I've built an entire GIS program around that technology. So, um it's a huge yeah. change
1: if you choose to make it.
0: If you choose to make it yeah. and, and what are you going to do? Not change? I mean, you have to you have to change. You have to because it's clear that the benefit of services web services is is real. I mean, that is that's yep. I mean, that's self-evident hopefully to everyone. Yep. At this conference everyone that's listening to this show <laughs> and uh maybe not my mother, but anyway. <laughs> um
2: yeah, but what's the impact for that new model on like Schneider and um,
0: those guys? It's, it's going to be massive upheaval. It is um, in the sense of a lot of people assume that Schneider wouldn't need to do anything, like they would just kind of really stand away off to the side. But the truth is, is that there's a um, utilities are these large complex organizations that have dedicated apps for different workflows. So yeah. you might have an outage management system or you have your AMI systems. And, and really, it's about part, third-party interfaces, but also bringing together information from different sources so that you can complete tasks. Um, so if you've in, uh, embedded some piece of technology that performs a work, fu- a work function, like let's say I need to dispatch crews to go solve the outage and I have a mobile map viewer that goes with that, now you have to reinvent all of that technology on the mm-hmm. new platform. Yeah, And, you know, Esri provides the core System under that yeah, but it does not provide this targeted solution and amp- you 're also not utilities. going to change
2: your business workflow that much for the technology because it is such a large workforce right yeah the, the cost of change, um, the whole change management you know you 've got to budget some significant amount of money to go with the change
0: management. Yeah, the projects could be expensive to change, um, but also one of the one of the wild things though is is pretty interesting in this under because when you go to services, you're just it's one software talking to another through a, an API. Yep. And what it allows Ezra to do is you can you can upgrade one part of your software stack, like let's say Ezra does a release a dot point a point one release or a dot seven or dot eight release or something, and then you can update that portion of it, but it won't break the Mostly won't break the interface with the other company. Yeah. Because it's all done through a web service. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is very different than working through the COM objects totally. <laughs> and ARC objects <laughs> yeah. 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 and those uh, things. Yep. Yeah. Um, they're they're are good. Those. So, in a lot of ways, utilities can move forward with it, it really helps the best of breed software because now everybody can do it's a lot lighter footprint. Uh, and you've also got more connectors, like you could,
2: you could employ an FME connector. Absolutely. on your service. Yeah. So you don't have to go customizing mm-hmm. either ends of of a uh, you know, of out of out of the box API.
0: And, it, and in fact, uh Safe Software uh helped asbury build the migration tool to move from the geometric network to the uh, okay. utility network. And so I think there's a there's a great opportunity there to uh for a lot of people to Understand the inner workings of it because that allows you to open it up and see what's going on. Yeah, which is great. I, I think more transparency into these systems is uh, is really great.
2: Yeah, yeah, be good. Um, what I I've always found frustrating is you get the error messages when things go wrong and they're never been helpful. <laughs> you mean the nine
0: nine nine eight? Well, no, pretty much any of them. Any of them pretty yes. unhelpful. Yeah, basically the the. Cut away from every error message is something went wrong. Yeah. And eh, we're not going to really tell we're, you what yeah, really happened because we don't know
2: Yeah, you know, at the end of the day. Because so. documentation is always last in the project, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: But I think that's what's, um, for me, I've spent the last few hours, few hours, three hours, four hours, just wandering around the, uh, the exhibition. Yeah. And, and part of the great thing about that is you can go and talk to somebody. You've got a problem, you go and talk to somebody.
2: And You're um, talking about the Esri people here in, Yeah, yeah, in yeah, that, yeah. You go, Oh, geocoding, portal, whatever yes. And you go, yeah. hey, this and, that,
1: and that's been fantastic Like, you know, today I went in with, you know Four or five things I thought, right, I need to find answers for these Take them back to the office Solve the problem And yeah, you can, you can go and ask those questions The Esri staff are universally friendly And um, if they can answer the question They answer the question It's uh, It's been really good um, and I think that that kind of, I've been, I've been here, you know, in past years where, you know, there have been queues to get to somebody and now, okay, maybe you have to wait for one person to finish their conversation, but on the whole you can get to somebody pretty quick. So yeah, the, the exhibition hall has been really good.
3: Mm.
2: I had an um, interesting listeners to our podcast will remember us uh, mentioning the um, OS, which is the Ordnance Survey for the UK, OS yep. UK, and they released a uh, app, Uh, not an app, sorry, a device. Um, So topological maps, topographical maps, um, on an OS device, on a hard device. And you're like, but but we've already got smartphones. Yeah. And so the guy was standing there by himself looking a little lonely. So I went up to him and I said, "Uh, how's your your device going? Because I couldn't quite see the marketplace for it. (laughs) And he was like, actually it's going quite well. Hey, um, they're not just selling to uh, ramblers or walkers or trampers or hikers, as they're called in, in other countries. Um, a lot of cyclists are picking them up yeah. because they can actually mount them to the handlebars. Yeah. And it's got a high high accurate GPS and it's rugged um, and it's very low cost.
1: Well, I was, I was going to say for cyclists, it wouldn't matter how expensive it is because they buy anything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, they do. The more
1: expensive, the better, actually, I find yeah. the
2: cyclists. Um. So yeah, I thought that was just an interesting conversation. Yeah, to, uh, to follow up on some of the things we've been discussing on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah, and um, so they were here. Yeah, and yeah. It,
0: that's interesting. I I missed that one. That's pretty wild. I well, so I caught up with them separately. Uh, <laughs> not about that. I just I,
1: I just uh, yeah walked past and saw the ordnance survey, and because I'm you know, originally from the UK, you have to go and speak to your national mapping agency. But what they basically do is they sell. Their capability abroad. So if you're, um, who was you talking about? Number of different countries, but yep, Rwanda, um, if yeah, Singapore. And if you haven't got that capability, you can just basically call the ordnance survey in, and they will deal with that, that mapping issue.
2: Yeah. So help help create special data infrastructure, yep. um, put in yeah policies and what have you. So it's 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 kind of amusing because in the UK maybe they're a little bit they're a little bit old school. A little fuddy-duddy?
0: Government agency. They might be listening to this show. They might
2: be. Well, yeah, there are lots of listeners around (laughs) the world. I mean... The two most powerful podcasts in, <laughs> yeah. in the world
0: combining GIS podcasts. Yeah. Well, well no. Well, we I mean, after, but, after the mappiest hour, of course. Yes. I mean, well, those, yeah. They're actually more powerful. <laughs> all of us combined.
2: But they didn't make it. So that's their loss, isn't it? And yeah. there's well, an Esri yeah. podcast as well. But we didn't invite apparently, them. Apparently. Apparently, it's an Esri yeah. podcast.
0: Well, we're at an Esri show. If we, yeah, were at yeah. a, if we were at a bar, we'd be talking about the craft brews. Yep. True. Right. And then it'd be a beer podcast. Yep. Right.
2: So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so taking. Taking uh what they know and actually uh applying it and selling it as a commodity it's it's quite a good model yeah totally and rather than trying to sell a product
1: unfortunately they um well fortunately unfortunately um they bid for the Linz project Land Information New Zealand came second he was a bit gutted about that oh. but you know it is
0: what it is
3: hmm. yeah
0: but... so have you spent any time walking around? I did, you know, there was a part of the expo hall I never knew existed. Oh, okay. And this is the hands-on learning lab. I went to the the very back of the expo hall to use the restroom. And there was this whole section of people sitting down at a computer, at computers. I don't know, there must have been 60, 80 people there? Yeah. All with headphones on, watching something on the screen. And I'm like, wow, there is a lot happening at this conference. Awesome. People yeah. talking. You. you think it's one thing, and then you realize everyone's having their like own experience Yep. over here. Yep. Uh, the startup zone was very cool. Yeah. There was some good stuff there. Did you see well, the augmented reality, the VGIS? Folks? I haven't seen that yet. Yep. Yeah, with the augmented reality. They had some videos out on the web a few few months back, okay. but I'll go through. very cool. I'm only very halfway cool. through the, uh, <laughs> the exhibit. It does. Space. I mean, you,
1: you kind of go, okay, so I need a day for the plenary day for sessions and and you know you actually forget that you need a day to be able to walk around the at exhibition least. hall
2: but oh yeah. at least a day yeah at and least you get a day. interesting conversations i um <laughs> i was walking past a booth and it didn't really have anything up about it but it had a nice pen i saw that was available of course to so put it in your swag, swag bag, bag. Yeah, yeah i have it i have it here I, oh you I have your pen while i oh, talk I'll, it. I'll bring out and pick okay. up the people
0: good um even your bag says Abu Dhabi. on. Are you sponsored by Abu Dhabi, Mark? Not yet. Hey, are the, they uh, going to sponsor your podcast? Because yeah. that's a great idea. We're that's open to really sponsorship. So
2: <laughs> Worldview, Worldview Solutions, nice nice little green pen. Yeah, yeah. nice. Very bright. Yeah. Um, but I talked to them because that's a polite thing to do. Being from New Zealand, you, you can't be rude. You have to talk to someone before you take their freebie. Um, so I started talking to them. I said, oh, sort of what you do. And then went on to about 20-minute conversation about machine learning. Uh, really? About what they were doing. and uh, It's just like... The pen was useful, but the conversation was also quite useful.
0: Oh, well, that's great! That's there great. is
1: quite a strong machine learning kind of vibe yeah.
0: going on. You know, what's well, the future? Well, it's the future. Well, it's big data plus yeah. computing power, I guess. Right? And then throw in deep learning. Throwing deep learning and, deep, yeah.
2: and
1: edge computing.
0: I blockchain. Mean, come on, blockchain. Yeah, blockchain. Um, we have yeah. to talk. Any other buzzwords we can throw at I think it? That's probably most. Well, of them cryptocurrency.
2: Oh, We've yeah. talked before. Actually, maybe oh, we should gonna... combine. About a um, crypto uh, pod t- podcast currency. Crypto podcast currency. Yeah. Uh,
0: Podcoin. So, yeah. How about that? So GeoPodcoin. Geo- 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 yeah, GeoCoin. Where yeah. Is there, an, is there a GeoCoin? I does not It, it probably already tanked. Mm-hmm. We'll just start a new one. <laughs> 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 but then you might buy Azure software. I met a guy <laughs> at uh, last December uh-huh. at a party back in my hometown, and he was going on and on and on about how much money he made in Bitcoin. Or one of the other things, right? One yeah. of the other. And it was like, and I thought about him the other day when I read that like 1,700 currencies had just tanked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But it's, Collapsed. It's, and it's, I'm it's, like, I wonder what he's, ta- what he's up to right now. It's a penny stock thing, Not right? attending parties, probably. Oh, he, he was talking about making almost $100,000 in just a couple of months. And yeah. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Just crazy. It, it's possible. Um,
2: but it, you've got to have rules. It was you know, possible. People, well, no, it's still possible because you buy it for a a penny, right? Because that's what it lists at. And you only need to go up by five pennies. And all that takes is some article in some magazine or a bit of Twitter feed, and all of a sudden other people jump on. Your stock goes up. You're fine.
1: But if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it.
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) So speaking of Twitter feeds, you guys started the fashion of wear Twitter well, feed. Hashtag. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was pretty great. Well, yeah, we pretty lost
2: you. We're pretty proud of it. <laughs>
0: so you featured sick. a lot of shots from the plenary. It's, it's, it's a plenary-only thing. We, Jack, we don't Jack like had to. the classic look. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack has a theme. Yeah. Um, Every year he introduces the theme.
2: Well, no, it, it's recurring. The blue shirt, the gray jacket. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same blue shirt and gray jacket, but it's always quite striking. I should hope so.
0: You know? You know what? I think one year I did think about that, actually. <laughs> I wonder, I, I did ask myself, wait a minute, is that the same jacket? As-? Well, no, that's a different
2: one. The story, um, I Remember, Jack had a story at Esri was Jack had some sort of old Toyota that he used to drive.
0: That was his car. Oh, I heard it was a Taurus. But yeah, a like Taurus. a 1986 Ford Taurus. Yeah. that's. I guess I remember that kind I think of stuff. Okay. I I th- my mother had a 1986 <laughs> Ford Taurus. So it's dead that. now. But yeah. Was, yeah, my mother's Taurus is dead. Yes, yeah, that's true
2: um oh his too jack jackson but yeah it's like yeah. he he really isn't interested in um in that sort of thing he'd rather buy another tree
1: oh it's nice i which thought that was cool. great
0: yeah. you know i went on their um the trillion tree yep. campaign yep which actually is an incredibly worthwhile campaign and that uh what was the what was that young man's name uh felix or it felix, felix. was thomas F- felix
2: Frenburg. felix was the younger guy and then yeah he thomas was 18 Cr- yeah Thomas
0: Crowther was the first oh, one. Thomas Crowther, yeah. yeah, but the the felix it was it was amazing yeah totally. and and everyone should donate at least a dollar to the campaign or plant a tree in their hometown. I thought that was a great idea, well, we're currently in New Zealand, we have this uh it's <laughs> it's billion
2: trees, isn't it yeah, w- maybe yeah. we shouldn't talk about that because we are apolitical okay well, well
1: no, but I was just saying the New Zealand government is trying to do something very similar, yeah. are they really? Hmm billion oh. trees over ten years? Over ten years, yeah. Without yeah, any planning? That's a idea. Oh, without any planning? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you just go so pick a pick a spot and plant a tree, or yeah, yeah. or just no, there's no, no funding or anything like that. No, and and trees just you know pull them out. They of just grow on trees, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few years ago at the uh, UC, when uh, when Wangari Maathai spoke, were you guys here for that one? Mm-hmm. No. She spoke and and. She finished speaking. Before she finished speaking, everyone was on their feet clapping because this woman wow. had changed her country and the lives of the people yep. to planting trees. Yep. Yeah. Planting trees uh, increased the water supply yep. in her community yep. uh, or communities that she served. And it was so inspiring. People just couldn't believe. And her energy was so captivating. You know, And it was like two years later, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> right, I mean, she was a force of nature. It was beautiful to watch. So to see the follow up with uh, Felix Biner, Alex Biner, uh, what's him. I it's it's can't remember good. his last name. Anyway, everyone should go to uh, TrillionTreeCampaign dot org. Yep. Although the website crashed during the UC, well, <laughs> so that was the UC effect. Yep. I, I tried to donate right then and there, and yep. everyone was going to it. So yep. so that was it for that. Yeah. But uh,
2: yeah, but we were trending also with the fashion of wear. The fashion of wear. <laughs> yeah. So, bring, bring so what else back.
0: have you seen outside the plenary for the fashion of wear? I see you're wearing the uh, classic blue plaid <laughs> conference blue plaid.
2: Yeah. The thing is, like like great observers, we try not to um, we try not to influence what we're observing. Right. Absolutely. So we, we keep it low key mm-hmm. with our with our fashion, um, and, and let others
0: shine. Because it's about others, and we, we just observe. You know, it is interesting when you're on a podcast and your guests are remote, and you, you don't actually know what they look like. It turns <laughs> out we all look better in person. <laughs> I was really surprised by that. And, I, and uh, Chris, you have some color on you, some palm trees. I saw some floral prints yeah. here in the shirts yeah, this year. Yeah. So yeah. that was a nice change, from, well, change up from the blue plaid. I actually <laughs> think
1: because, you know, the industry is so wide – you yeah. get a whole range of people, and everybody's got their own
2: personal style. And you've gone for American tourists. I have gone for American tourists. I <laughs> have my Abu Dhabi uh,
0: baseball cap. <laughs> baseball yep. cap, your uh, Hawaiian yeah, shirt. Hawaiian cool shirt. You know, the I do say the, the color of the hat is actually quite good. though. it a nice royal blue. That's good. Yeah, I've got yeah. a white
2: hat. I'm not no. not as happy as that, but
0: that's all right. You know, we should, well, can you go back for more swag and, and ask them, exchange it, maybe? Uh, maybe you can get it's, a It's one. not
2: beneath me to do that.
0: So uh, you guys gave, you both gave presentations? Yes, indeed. What was your presentation, Chris? Uh,
1: mine was about, uh, so the, the company I work for, um, we're transportation engineers, um, kind of. Uh, and uh, I was doing a presentation around safe curves. So how you can use GIS to um, identify hazardous curves. and What's therefore a safe make them curve? safe Well, you identify a, ha- a hazardous curve okay. uh, and then you make it safe through either engineering or signage or whatever else. So redesigning the road layout. Potentially, or maybe just doing things like, oh, there's loads of crafty things you do. So you can, like, uh, the road markings, you bring them closer together because that increases the feeling of speed for the driver and so the driver slows down. There's so many things you can do. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so it's more about identifying where you need to put in mitigating.
0: They did a a little thing on that at the plenary, didn't they? They showed a little bit of that. Did you see that? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. They I think someone showed how with uh machine learning they were able to do you know, again machine learning that's the buzzword. Oh, the accident prediction. Was it? Was that it? Or was that that was I can't. That remember. might
2: have been the demo I went to. But it was it was pretty
0: interesting cuz they showed how they identified uh streets that were um had high rates of accidents. Yep. And they could um identify those and send them on to their engineers and they had kind of a workflow set up for it, so Similar, similar, similar.
1: Yeah, similar. yeah uh, you know, we we try and identify where those curves are, and then a whole bunch of other processes go on in the background. But it's all well. Uh, where where ours is interesting is because normally you would go out and you would survey, and it gets rather expensive. But the technique we've developed allows you just to do it directly from the road central on. So the the network, the geometry of the you know the road allows you to do the analysis. So it's. Um, it's a cheaper, different way of doing it. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, it's a good starting point, I would imagine, right? Then yeah, they yeah. could go out and actually do the survey and identify yep. those spots.
1: So, so, yeah, I was presenting on a – it was a DOT, um, Department of Transport uh, Special Interest Group. Mm-hmm. So it was – yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and you, did
0: you have a lot of people
1: there? Uh, a thousand? No, not a thousand. thousand. Um, I'm trying Six to think how many, how many there were. 70 to 100, something like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: I've been in some paper sessions that only had like five or ten people. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I (laughs) felt bad for the presenter. (laughs) I did, so.
1: And what about you, Mark? What did you present on?
2: Uh, Variable application of fertilizer through fixed-string aircraft and the use of GIS. Exciting. Yes, quite a mouthful. Um, (laughs) We just branded it Spreadsmart.
0: Spreadsmart? Yeah. Okay.
2: But basically... um, taking GIS analysis, so slope and aspect, um, and soils, and working out what nutrient levels need to be applied, and what the farmer wants to do. Um, And then because New Zealand's quite hilly, we have to use a a fixed-wing aircraft to spread the fertilizer. Okay. Um, So you can't just drive it in a truck because it's too steep, and you run over too many hobbits. Um, So,
0: I'm sorry, did you say hobbits? Yes. I thought there was just a movie. Is that right? Uh-huh. No, they're real. Oh my god, I got to get. I have to get to New Zealand.
2: I even included um, a picture of hobbits in my presentation. Well, Hobbitville, because it, it, it's, it's it is a place. A, well, it is. It's, yeah. it, oh, just to share the story. So, um, Hobbit Hobbiton. Yeah. The actual place mm-hmm. is um, next door to my uncle's farm. Oh, it is. Where I used to go rabbit shooting and what have you. So, I've been in that area. So every time I look at Lord of the Rings. And they go, oh, look, this, this is the Hobbit village. And I'm like, no, it's, it's just some hill in the back of Matter. I've, I've been through that.
1: <laughs> but people travel. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, uh, it's, people it's
2: come to New Zealand to go. Usually that. That and going to yeah. where to workshops yeah. in Wellington. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was my presentation. So we use GPS on the plane. Yeah. And um, we upload a prescription map, so it's got all your, um, let's call it a shapefile for one of better word, of where to fly and what rate to apply when you're flying that. And so you can put in exclusion zones. Don't spread here. Spread more here. Spread less here. And
0: that sort of thing. And, um, how, and how big? Is, how much fertilizer are you carrying on a fixed... Is this a, uh, a manned fixed-wing aircraft? Yeah, a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. The ton. That makes sense. So they spread it from airplanes. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. That's pretty interesting.
2: Um, and we have the, the hoppers controlled by the um, program. So the hoppers, the gate that it's the fertilizer... And you can open and shut it within s- uh, split seconds um, because you have to. They're flying at 200 meters a second, well, or 160. 160. miles an hour is the um, speed they're flying at, at yeah. 200 meters above the ground.
0: I'm sorry. I'm remembering uh, oh, calculus sorry. from
2: college. Times three, 600 About, feet.
0: Well, I, I think in my mind I was calculating trajectory of the of the falling fertilizer. So... I was was thinking about the math involved to kind of preset because your precision of your land that you're trying to hit, right? You're trying to hit a fairly precise zone, right? You are. Your drop zone, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, they have to be 200. They have to – whatever they do, they have to do 200 meters before they're meant to have done it. So if you're flying to the the place to stop, you have to stop 200 meters before you get there.
0: And is that automated or is that – Really? and that's that's, that's part of the
2: that's part of the um the uniqueness of it is the safety aspect. So the pilot only has to fly. And he doesn't have to control the hopper anymore, which is what we used to have to do. They used to have one one hand on the hopper, one hand controlling the plane. Um so yeah. yeah. That was that was that
0: was my presentation. That's really interesting. I, I saw a presentation today from uh, in Norway, an electric utility, they were using drones to model and map their uh, clearing zones for power lines. And what they're finding with climate change is that um, the growing season is longer. Yep. And they get more rain in the summer. Yep. Which means they have more water to grow, so they grow faster. So they have more events. And um, so they're using a lot of drones more and more, like 65% versus 35% for helicopter surveys. Yeah. Uh, But then he said what they're experimenting with is being able to fly drones like 24 hours a day. (laughs) <laughs> which is kind of astounding because you think about a drone. What's the flight time on a drone? 25, 30 minutes? Yeah. yeah. But they're actually experimenting with it. And one thing they can do in Norway is that uh, they don't need uh, line of sight anymore oh, for the kind drone, of like most airspaces. Civil aviation. So they can do out. fully autonomous flights. Wow. Yeah. Which is opening up a lot of research in that. Yeah. New Zealand, you've it's got to be sighted.
1: Yeah. Although there's a couple of... Uh, Areas in the far north where um, they've set them up as kind of uh, areas where you can test, yeah, other than line of sight. So that's really, and then what are they sucking power from the, from the, <laughs> how do they keep flying for 24
0: hours? So this is interesting. They're actually uh, experimenting with hybrid drones that use onboard gasoline.
2: Right. Ah. Sort, of,
0: sort of a gasoline
2: electric. Yeah. So yeah. the gasoline engine will drive the electric engine.
0: I would think they would be using, like, one of those fixed-wing aircraft to fly yeah, because sure. they can fly longer, yeah. I think, yeah. right? I so, guess, yeah, so UAV kind of. UAV, mm-hmm. but battery, plus you have those little, you know, the hobbyists have those little motors, yeah, combustion engines for that. Yeah, so I would think it would be something like that, but I don't know. Pretty interesting. My
2: concern would be the, if the thing crashed, it could start a fire.
0: So. not norway yeah it's norway yeah. it's not raining so much i don't no. think it's no that. or it's cold yeah our, like here in southern california yeah you, you know you look the wrong way you start a fire so <laughs> fire or fight sorry <laughs> well it depends what time of day it is in downtown san diego so so what yeah. else what's on uh what's on deck for tomorrow what are you guys up to
1: I think it's a bit more of the same, actually. So uh I think I, I tend to do a few sessions in the morning because I don't know. I, I it feels more morningy to do a session. I don't know. Get up, go to a session, absolutely, uh, and then afternoon. Yeah, more walking around and talking to people and uh and that kind of stuff. And then of course it's it's the party.
0: Oh yeah, Balboa Park.
1: Yeah, that's now, always I've, good. I've got my, yeah, you're eager. Well, no, I just know what the queues get like. Hmm? The queues. To get one of these, just get busier and busier.
2: Yeah, but you've got to wear it for a
1: day, and it clashes with your eyes. I'm going to cope. Going to cope. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't go last year, so it'll be
2: good to go this year. The, um, they don't list who's playing, though. The Bands, you um, mean? Yeah. Yeah, my favourite is the Metalachi.
0: Okay. I do remember I, that from last time. I don't remember who that is. Who? It,
2: so, is um, Metalachi... It's a mariachi band. Yeah. Which is Spanish guitar. But they do metal covers. They do? Hmm. So oh, Iron Maiden, ACDC. Um, yeah. So you found your spiritual home. Yeah, you know, I actually your found musical it musical James V. Oh, yeah. It, because I've been here forever. And yeah, he, yeah. he tweeted once. He goes, oh, I found my new love, Metalachi. Have a look. <laughs> well, maybe Twitter didn't exist. Something he had blogged. And, um
0: found it on youtube and it's like wow yeah <laughs> that is brilliant you know he finds the most interesting things that put on twitter and he does it in about you know five words or less yeah and i appreciate the brevity yep. but it's always <laughs> like well written and good content so that's good so yeah that's cool it's slightly
2: shorter than our uh, description no longer but when,
1: when you when you're talking about the fashion of wear you actually need to get you know last year was harder because last year it was 144 characters yeah and now it's double
0: so you can you can actually you know yeah say more and talk you could about say more you could actually spell burn's full last name Skolkowski. <laughs> i can never pronounce it well no no but, i know uh, yeah but it's, i love the guy yeah he, story maps he's yep. the story map guy yep. right and he can tell a great story he's good with that absolutely yeah so. what's on the agenda for you um, you know, I I do so much early in the week for utilities because I you know my company did send me so I have to show sure. some return on investment here. Yep. But then uh, usually on the last day or Thursday I do a last sweep through the expo hall to try to pick up the crumbs that I forgot. You and, mean the freebies? Uh, whatever's left. Whatever's left of the freebies. <laughs> and then um, that you didn't get actually <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then I try to do sessions that are like core esri. Uh, so I want to hit the mobile apps more. Yeah, uh, There's a couple of things I tried to hit today, but I, I ended up with more questions uh, than answers. So I'm going to go talk to some people. Uh, one of my problems that I have is connecting up with non-spatial data. Um, I'd like to connect Portal to some non-spatial data sources, and I want to figure that out. So sounds hard. You're all squinting hard on that well, one. It for me... FME, I, I have to create some sort of connectors to uh, external databases. So that's pretty okay. tough. But if I want to use dashboards and I want to use some other things, then I need Yeah, you do I oh. need to zip up all those data sources together. Cross database view would
2: be the other one. Yeah. Um but that has performance problems. We're getting technical very fast, but putting in if you're using SQL or something, put in cross database view. But your problem there is you get performance hits. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, you'd use uh, out-of-the-box SQL replication. I probably have to. That's a good idea. So, um, that is pretty technical the for data. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably yours too, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: But let's talk about Hobbits again. Let's do that. <laughs> I think, uh, also, uh, the last day is good for the road ahead sessions. Yeah. You know, you get to leave on a bit of a high, oh, I've been waiting for that for ages and it's coming, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So, there is that. There's yeah. always
2: the, the hint of sadness there. It's like... You haven't fixed that back, but you've released this other thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but everyone has their other thing, right? Yeah, yeah, so, everybody does. Yeah. You know, you I, I yeah. Don't know. So, yep. but I do think that they've—I've been actually pretty happy with a lot of the functionality they've released. You know, so where they're headed with their mobile apps—the uh, mobile apps that they preview—they're coming out within the fall. Yeah, the yeah,
1: new version of Collector looks pretty good. Oh, I didn't see actually that.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a whole new version of Collector coming out and what's what's in it that's uh that's good uh well completely
1: new redesigned ui oh. um better support for external um gps oh. so if you're using you know high gain external gps there's mm-hmm. far better support for that as well Oh, good um more of a a kind of a how shall i describe it um more real estate for the map so if you don't need <laughs> you know to see a table of contents and it's not there it, it it's it's much more kind of map focused, I think. Oh. Okay, um, great. So yeah, it looks pretty good.
0: Cool. It's been out in beta for a while. Okay. Kind of three, six months, something like okay. that. Um, they had a location app where you could track your workers. Yep. Pretty well. Yep. And what I loved about the app was they split up some of that functionality from workforce. Yes. Yeah. And um and then the user could choose the times that they wanted the app to actually report their location back to their yep. office. So I thought that was great. So I'm only I'm working Monday through Thursday, and from eight to five, and that's when I report in. Yeah. And then and then people in the office can see me, but they don't see me going out to the karaoke bar on Saturday (laughs) night with Mark. So that's yeah, totally. Yeah. After we've done the uh, the riding bull, the bull riding one. No, the bull riding. Yes, after the bull riding. We have to do that. Yeah. No. (laughs) Do you think the app could uh, track you falling off the bull,
2: getting thrown? Uh, it depends on the device, I suppose, and its yeah. GPS accuracy. But with uh, uh, centimeters, actually, Insight, insides is that what inside? They're... Oh no,
0: Insights. Uh, on no, no, no. indoor, In, indoor, oh indoor, yeah. yeah, oh indoor mapping. That's a big thing. Yeah, so what? Do you, what do you guys think of all that? No, that's, that's pretty well, interesting, right? They've got it here. Um, yeah,
2: they're pushing it because the um, there's a new chip coming out for the smartphone. Yep, that it's going to give you meter accuracy. Yeah, it's still GPS chip though. Yeah. So it's not going to be much use indoors. What about the brick and at will?
1: Mm, no. pretty... I thought it was all still beacon based. Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I haven't I did uh RGS Urban today and tomorrow I'll try indoors.
0: But, um so yeah. wh- what was Urban about?
1: Uh it was about uh planning. So basically, um if you are some form of planning authority, be able to uh, see kind of future plans and projects and uh, visualize the whole thing in 3D, be able to make kind of subtle um, changes to zoning and see how quickly they're reflected in your plan. Um, yeah, one of those citizen engagement kind of processes as well. Yeah, it looked all right. Um,
0: I can't see myself using it, but it looked all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. I mean, their their emphasis. They showed a little bit of their their BIM translation, so that was yeah. pretty pretty great. Yep, true. Um, you know, yeah. their direct access to the AutoCAD Revit files.
1: That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, in the presentation, I went and saw the guy who was the techie guy who was presenting. Um, he had to get the uh, the other presenter to keep on speaking because it was taking too long to open the Revit model. Oh. But they were kind of going, yeah. This is this is this is how it is in Revit as well. There's a shed load of information. If you're going between versions, you'll have kind of the same thing. Wow. Um, but yeah, really impressive actually to then see these models available in Pro, publish it out as a web scene, uh, and then how quick they were in the
0: web scene. Um, and then consume that maybe in Urban. So bring uh, that over. Is that their plan? Not sure. Down the road, maybe. Not sure. Um, I could see them doing that for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This developer submitted the files. Now we're publishing it out as an idea. Yep. Um, it, you know, so people can see it, vote on it. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think that's how it all comes together. Yeah. Uh, I yes. It's not <laughs> always sure. It. It's the truth of the matter. I'm, you know, at the end of the conference, I'm such an optimist. That that's where <laughs> I go. And then there's reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> why I need to keep coming back every year. And Good. that's where that's where I. Those are the people I pick up at this conference. Old friends of mine the skeptics <laughs> they're like you remember we saw this i actually um, so true actually sorry it's so true <laughs> it is so yeah, true yeah. right and i i ran into someone last night at a social and uh, and i said hey i saw this thing and i had this idea and this guy he's a communications marketing guy and he says don't you remember you had that exact same idea <laughs> 6 years ago And I said, "Oh yeah," and it didn't come true yet, did it? (laughs) And uh, and I laughed, and I gave him, I gave him a big hug because yeah, I deserve that one. (laughs) At least you know he he listens to you, and he remembers the conversation from six years ago. That's good. I I was actually impressed. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good marketing guy. Yeah. So, (laughs) so. I didn't even think he knew me six years ago. Actually, so so I thought that was pretty good. So, so uh, and and have you been? Any business meetings that you've had and contacts and things like that to help your businesses out?
1: Uh, Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, So we're we're working quite closely with Esri anyway. Oh, good. Um, So I've had a few, but tomorrow I'm meeting with a customer Mm -hmm. or potential customer. Um, And that's what this is, again, great for, you know, meeting people you wouldn't otherwise meet, you know, having those conversations. So, um, yes, I have to be
0: bright-eyed tomorrow, you know, uh, but... Yeah, should be good. What about yourself? Uh, I met with a lot of uh a lot of the vendors that I use, but yep. also um uh just getting to know some new people as yep. well. So I met a new company that I didn't really know very well. And so they gave me some insights into what they do and how I could take advantage of it. There was a product that was advertised down in the in the in the expo. It was a, a camera add-on called Spike with a laser rangefinder. Is that in New Zealand? Oh, yep. Ike GPS, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, New Zealand company. And the great little device, oh, very totally. simple. Yeah. You throw it on, and it, it's kind of using, it's almost like AR, where it has a laser rangefinder, and it tells the distance, and you can measure a plane. Yep. And uh, I yeah. got some people back home that are very excited about it.
2: Oh, it, it's really good. They've been developing that for quite well, a while. Way, way back in ArcPad days. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I want to say like ArcPad 3.0. So we number. used to
1: be, uh, my previous company used to be resellers
2: of Ike
1: products. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the Spike, because they didn't have it. But, you know, it used to be this big, well, you can't see
2: this, but a big device. They basically got
0: duct wow, tape. Wow, that's really big. You just <laughs> opened your arms about nine feet tall. That's great. <laughs> they oh, got, they no, they no basically one can see got duct tape
2: that. and got an got a, um, iPac. You remember the, the iPac?
0: iPac. Oh, my yeah. God. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yes, yeah,
2: so they got iPac, they got a rangefinder, and they got yeah laser rangefinder GPS. Yeah, yeah it was and like. And they duct taped them all together. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the product. Yeah, well, they made it look better. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, they painted nice the duct tape. Yeah, they yeah, p- yeah, painted the duct tape. <laughs> um, and it could come in camo form for the military. Um, and that's how they basically started, because everyone sort of wished it, right? You had yeah. the iPad, and you're like, oh, I wish it could talk to many things. And they solved that problem, put it in one device, and they've just kept on building on it.
0: But they got rid of the duct tape. Yeah, so and, and they shrunk the, it, <laughs> and it's really tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's light, it, yeah. it, and it looks like it works great. I mean, they got the iOS Bluetooth going, so it uh, seamlessly connects, and so you could measure on the screen, uh, say a sign, or uh, maybe in my case a utility pole, and then you could measure on screen the height right. yeah. between objects. Yep. Yeah, and calculate the area. But then that's great. But then you could automatically send that data directly into Survey One Two Three, which I thought was great. Really good,
1: and it is those kind of things that you come for. I attended a session where, um, transportation zero vision it's, a, it's about reducing, you know, road toll death. Uh, and this is uh, it's in New York, every New York taxi and um, public bus, whatever, they have to have this little uh, camera that, that looks out, and what they've used it to do is measure um, where there's almost been a collision with a
0: pedestrian. Almost collisions. Almost collisions, but not collisions. So uh, near miss. Near miss.
1: Good. Uh, and then they've mapped it. And then suddenly they've got this map where they can demonstrate, well, at this particular time of day, the pedestrian was looking this way and should have been looking this way. And they've been able to, you know, map this. And it's kind of, that stuff's amazing. You know, just yeah. it's this, this new kind of breed of technology that, you know, you, you know I guess IOT sensors. But then um, New Zealand is great for many, many reasons. But it's not always that good at bringing in technology, <laughs> you know, um, and and seeing the technology like this, you just go, oh, why don't we have that in New Zealand? You know, yeah. it would it would make such a difference. Oh well, yeah,
0: cost is one thing. Yeah, I
1: know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know.
0: Well, I'm sure, and some of that technology has export rules. I think I'm sure to New Zealand that are a little difficult sometimes. I'm sure we don't always make it as easy as we could. <laughs> but, I, know, I think it's sometimes U.S. regulation too, oh, could right? Be. Wow. Could be, but I mean, this this kind of stuff sounds basic. Well, in a way, right? Yes, I mean, totally. Once you do an idea like that, right. then it's obvious. Well, I, I think the, right. the, the smarts are in that it can recognize
1: a pedestrian. You know, so yeah. it's doing image analysis and can recognize that's a pedestrian, and it can do pedestrian. We're doing camps. that in New Zealand.
2: Not on rec- every vehicle. No, no, but they are working on doing recognizing rats. Recognizing what? Rats. Rats.
1: Rats. What? In case you run them over?
2: No, Why do we care? They're sticking cam- cameras out and working out in the bush, in the, in the forest. Oh, okay. And then looking at what's going past it. Oh. And um, yeah, recognizing what's a rat and what's a not a rat. So they can count rats.
1: Yeah, we're just, trying. So, so there's in New Zealand, there's predator free by 2050. Yeah, 2050. Right? So all predators, rats,
2: Possums, weasels, stoats, weasels,
1: um, wallabies. Um, apart apart uh, from that island, we we'll to keep Rooks. Uh, so getting rid of them
0: because New Zealand didn't used to have them until it was populated by yeah yeah all the rest of the world so yeah i read that the somewhere that the kiwi bird is actually under a, a big threat right yeah totally from well, because it's really defenseless well In, no, i yes. mean from kind of predators like rats well, and yeah, large animals yeah as it evolved there
2: weren't any predators right so right. yeah so, new yeah. zealand new zealand had one mammal before man arrived which was a bat that's it Mm. Ground, a ground bat as well. A ground bat. Um so that was it. And then then when we first got settled um by the Polynesians, they brought rats and dogs and other things. And of course there's no defences, like the animals sitting there are going, Well not nothing's ever hunted us before. Hmm. Um and then then with colonization etc., bring in more animals and plants and, and what have you. Um, yeah, so New Zealand,
0: because of isolation, it was. So here we, you know, I guess getting back to GIS thing, but the, I mean, it's it's machine learning on on video, direct video mm-hmm. feeds. Yep. To try to understand pedestrians, but yep. you could apply that to lots of lots of different things.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, and I love the um, I actually love the thought of of video as raster. Like you don't really think of it. No, you don't.
0: But. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. It's a good episode. So, uh, so what do we do to end a podcast? I don't, I don't really know how to how to do that. <laughs> We're having so much fun at the show. Do we just move the podcast to the bar? Or I mean, what comes a after a very this? sensible idea. I mean, one doesn't have to drink at the one doesn't. You see, and I have been actually the, very light this year.
2: Some of the uh, no, uh, or the IPAs are very. The, is it the Californian IPAs very alcohol heavy? Yes, they are. Um, yeah. I was drinking something here at the Map Gallery, and it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Um, That's uh, called craft beer. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just an excuse
0: to get rid of your beer that you've made. that not beer. Crap beer. No, craft beer. Craft beer. But, um, oh, craft beer. Craft beer. Craft beer. I, I misheard I, that. Oh, okay. it was your accent, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then, then I said, said to a colleague, I was talking to him, oh, this is awful. And he goes, yeah, look at the alcohol content. It's oh, like 7.7, wow.
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my yeah.
2: gosh. Like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, so it tastes awful, and then you put
0: alcohol in it. It seems almost unnecessary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I have had, um, I've been trying to be adventurous. Yeah. You know, in a different country, trying to do different things. And um, yeah, my drink selections actually got better. They met up with Chris on the first night and had this weird drink that tasted like apple juice mixed with Red Bull.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: That does sound strange. Um, It turns out it was a hard cider. Oh, it was a hard cider yeah what's a hard what's cider, cider? Yeah. does it does it actually have a lot of alcohol in it could it's you it's only 4.5 or yeah it's pretty small yeah that's what it is it's you know i don't know i'm not a hard cider fan i just can't well, I, don't, I don't i don't understand hard cider to me it's no, like something compared like, to uh, normal cider tastes like a wine spritzer to me i don't know i don't get it anyway yeah. see so. that was
2: nice and adventurous i thought yeah, you that's know
0: it's good now what do you uh what do you guys do at the end of the conference do you go right back to new zealand or how do you chris is going what, what happens next
1: uh yes so i go back on friday yeah leave from friday get back on sunday uh-huh. seems weird but that's what it is and yeah. then actually i'm going on holiday with the family because
0: it's school holidays back oh, in new zealand nice so got 10 days away with the family
3: oh good yeah good. Really do, nice. you,
0: do you go out camping caravanning caravanning is what these what they do there right Everybody, everybody does that, um, or only the tourists do that.
1: Camping, yeah, tourists. How many uh, people
2: have a certain age? Oh, I see. Chris hasn't bought his caravan yet. No, no. No. So, okay, yeah, certain
1: age in your caravan, camping, younger, yeah, motor home, tourist. Yeah, but no, we're going to uh, (laughs) we're going to up to Port Douglas above Cairns in Australia. Oh, nice. Cairns, Cairns. Um, ten days up there. Oh, sweet, sweet. Never been. So, quite excited, actually. Oh, Watch out for the things that kill you.
2: Everything. Rats. <laughs> rats. Lots of rats. Rats. Yeah. Spiders. Snakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Locals. Yes, yes. And okay. what about you, Mark? Do you go right back? No. Uh, no, no. I'm off a four-week holiday around the States. Oh, um, where are you headed? Uh, so, back up to L.A., we do a week of Disneyland, and then go down to Tijuana to see some friends. Uh-huh. Off to Vegas for a few nights, then off to Washington for a week. Oh. Um and because my daughter is very big on American history, mm-hmm. um, she's always wanted to go to Williamsburg since she was about five. <laughs> Historic Williamsburg. Yes. Oh, great. And so I want to go to Williamsburg. And it's like, really? <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're doing, you know, it costs a lot of money to come over here and you don't have yes. a lot of time. Yeah. But we have to take a whole day out and drive to Williamsburg. Now are, you, are you driving this whole trip? Uh, no, we're flying from Vegas to Washington. I see okay um yeah then a bit of new york bit of boston because you know if you've gone to williamsburg then you should go to boston mm-hmm. um celebrate some tea parties and then uh, then back to la then back
0: home so um so in vegas are you gonna do any little sightseeing outside of las vegas or just well, the, just the, the shows
2: no the intention is to uh keep the uh Keep the young impressionable children away from yeah. <laughs> from the sights and sounds of Vegas as much as possible, and so yeah, off to the Canyon, um, maybe Death
0: Valley. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a drive, but yeah, so it's pretty warm out there right now. Yeah, Death Valley. It's pretty. It gets very warm there. We're looking forward. It's pretty to Pretty interesting. Yeah, so the Grand Canyon's great. That's only about two hours, so that's really nice. Um, yeah, and if you if you you know, I don't know if you're going to rent a car or take a bus or something. Oh, rent a car. But you can do a little loop and you can do the Grand Canyon and Zion National Park. And, okay. And those are uh those are beautiful. Southern Utah is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Yeah. It really is. So the Grand Canyon's nice. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful <laughs> and it's part of that whole landscape. Yeah. But there's more you know, a lot of people do they come to Las Vegas and they do the loop. Okay. So that's that's definitely worthwhile. Yeah. So well look at that. So it's uh, good. I already took my vacation. I went to uh before the conference. I went to Sweden and Denmark, and I came back very refreshed and now I have to go yes. home and go to work <laughs> and take all these great ideas and put them to put them right to work. That's right, boss. Right to work. <laughs> if you're listening, right to work. <laughs> Do you know what? But that is what it's about. You come here to learn, and then you, yeah. you have to
2: take it back, and you have to apply it. Well, you've, yeah. you've probably done the smarter thing, because by the time I get back, I might have forgotten
0: quite a bit. I'm, I've already forgotten more than I've learned, I think, this time. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a – but it is a it isn't uh, – you know, whether or not you're all in on which parts of Esri software, and we all know that Ezra is the big player in the industry, and – it's challenging, you know, for some people to to deal with that. I think, Yep, you know, realistically. But this is a unique gathering of people and professionals oh, from entirely. all over the world. Yeah, and I got to meet two great friends here, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah, and uh, and I got to my I learned a lot about New Zealand geography right here on the show. <laughs> so that's that's how this part that's how this whole conference goes the entire time. I'm learning it from is. all these great people.
2: Yeah, I. I do like the way people come and talk. Like, you need know, start up conversations and you can take on the weirdest groups, it, routes. routes.
0: Um. <laughs> so should we do this so, same time next year? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, do that. Okay, That'll good, be good. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe we, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a special interest group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll a interest group, yeah, yeah. a SIG, SIG. An Esri SIG. SIG. We, you can put in for one. Anyone Seriously, can put in for there, one. Why isn't there the Esri radio station? I mean, we should be running it. Well, the media booth is over there. Let's go. But uh, <laughs> they're doing more video. Oh, yeah. video is so...
1: Now, actually, isn't it? <laughs> so
0: visual. No, no it's podcast. It's very, podcast it's very that? So we should do a live show. Totally. We'll, get, li- we'll yeah. get Todd and Silas from the Mappiest Hour here. So and uh, we, we could do a live broadcast. Wouldn't that be, be
1: fun? I think it would be brilliant. Commentary on the... On the uh, fashion area? Yeah. yeah.
2: And by then, we'll actually have sponsors. Maybe we can afford to come back. We so need to get Abu Dhabi. I mean, they, Abu Dhabi are kind of sponsoring <laughs> your wardrobe, for goodness
0: sake. <laughs> We we've mentioned them at least sixty times. Yeah, so we have. and they're the kind of they've got a bit of money to spend, right? A couple yeah. a couple dollars, apparently. Yeah. I mean, apparently. Maybe. but but we mentioned DJI like four five times every podcast, and still I'm going. We haven't heard a thing them. from them. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, you gotta you gotta pick people that are like you know maybe more have a sense of humor about it. <laughs> <laughs> one sort of things I'd love a drone. No idea what
1: I'm going to do with it. Right, but I like the idea of having one. Well, you're going to spread fertilizer. Yes, true. Well, yeah. or, Mark's going to do that. But. Or fly um, Norwegian fjords, whatever it was.
0: <laughs> Power lines. <laughs> the forest. Power lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Norwegian f- forests and all that. So, I, Yeah. Yeah, no. So let's do that next year. That'll it be great. Sounds good. That'll be fun. Cool. All okay. Right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of fun. Take care, everybody.
1: Hey, so that was the discussion. Um, Mark, myself, and Kurt really enjoyed it. It was great to talk about uh, the UC with somebody who was uh, was so passionate about um, about Esri and about the conference itself. Uh, and um, I've got to say, by the end of the conference, um, yeah, I was uh, I was really enjoying myself, and I was really enjoying the technology that was out there. Um, <clears throat> you've got to say that. Uh, Esri know how to put on a user conference. Um, it was attended by, oh, I think, seventeen almost eighteen thousand people, um, plus about two thousand Esri staff, and and it really feels like a, a you know a great community. Um, so I had a really good time. I learned an awful lot. Um, I'd thoroughly recommend, uh, if you get the opportunity to go to the UC, then you really should. Um, because it's, it's a place where you, you do learn and you do understand more about the technology, the stories, the users, um, and, and of course what's coming in, in future releases. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, do check out Kurt's, um, podcast, that's Speaking of GIS, uh, links are in the show notes, but you're not going to have any trouble finding it. And so with that, um, have a uh, have a fabulous day or fabulous evening, uh, depending on wherever you are, and um, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye.